Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Um, we, uh, we got a, a real treat of an episode here for you. We explore both the south side and the north side on this week's episodes. We attended a, uh, a White Sox game from, I don't even remember when. <laughs> it was the it White was Sox. the 15th. Ah, September 15th. Okay, yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, yeah, this episode has uh, been a little bit delayed. Uh, again, folks, um, uh, you know, life has gotten in the way a little bit, but we're here for you. Yeah, so this is a White Sox game uh, versus the Twins from September 15th, as well as uh, some graphing from the Pirates bus. Uh, we we did every bus in the series for that one. So, yeah, a little, uh, little bit of flavor from both sides of, of town on this one. But, Jeremy, um, I'm going to toss it over you to well, talk about the Cubs. It's the last week of the season. We, we are in uh, Brant Brown territory here for the Chicago Cubs. Ooh. Um, Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, we're recording this right after um, that loss uh, against the, the Braves and um, – it's it's surreal like that that loss is i i mean we are in brand brown territory i you know the cubs ended up making the, the playoffs after that 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 uh in that season but um yeah uh suzuki just pulled a brand brown and uh it's jesus man uh, so i didn't i i have had a busy day today and i didn't see any of the game could you yeah. give me a quick a quick recap well the cubs were up six nothing and then they they whittled it down to a six five lead um and then there were two outs in the bottom of the eighth i think runners were at like maybe second and third uh sean murphy hits a fly out to say a suzuki routine fly out to to say a suzuki he calls it all he calls for it and the ball whizzes right by his glove and Jeez. lands on the ground two run score uh, they get out of the inning and then they promptly, you know, go one, two, three in the ninth uh, to lose that game to the Braves. I mean, it's like, you know, the one way I'll put it in perspective is that like going into the series, you, you, you know, you're expecting the Cubs to have a tough time. And, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if someone told you that they lost the game, the first game to the, the Braves. But the fact that they were up six, nothing and they were dominating uh, steel kind of like. Uh, seemed to maybe run out of gas a little bit in the sixth inning, and he gave up like three runs, and then um, uh, they just whittled away. And uh, to lose it like that is insane. Um, so, yeah, it's not a good time for that to be happening. But, um, but Jeez. yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, the other, the, I guess the one thing, not, not that this, by the time this episode comes out, like the Brave series will be over probably. But um, the only thing I could say is that, I mean, I'm not really. I'm not really convinced the the Marlins or the Reds have what it takes to to you know win out this week or whatever. So I you know I don't know what's going to happen, but um, you know the Cubs could have I think they could have jumped over the the Diamondbacks tonight, or maybe they would have stayed they would have stayed tied because of course the White Sox they were up like four one on the D-backs. They just lost fifteen to four, so you can't count on the White Sox to to help you out. So. Um, <laughs> It's uh yeah so it's you know it's gonna be difficult up until the end if the Cubs actually make it, uh but uh it's yeah it's been crazy and this is coming off a of three, you know a, a sweep of the Rockies so um it, it turns it, it changes pretty quickly. 
Yeah, man. Um, you know, that, that Rocky series was a little bit of salvation for them because they, they've been playing like crap over about the last week and a half. Um, and finally, they were able to take three from the Rockies. They got a really good W on Saturday. They came back in that one, I think. Um, and, yeah, to, to drop a game like that against a team that, you know, you wouldn't think they might have beaten anyways, is that, that sounds pretty painful. I remember the Brant-Brown game. I rem- That happened in Milwaukee, didn't it? Or it happened yeah. against the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was pretty bad. I uh, I was watching the game and um, when Suzuki dropped it, I just went like like that. Like I didn't <laughs> quite do do the Ron Santo, but um, it was sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy. So well, that's, yeah, that's hey, where we're maybe, at right uh, now. Maybe that's why Brown doesn't sign, man, in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he yeah, he shouldn't, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So um, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty crazy. But um, we'll have to we'll have to see what the rest of the week holds. Yeah, abs- absolutely, man. Well, uh, hey, you know, um, I, uh, I I will say before we move on to the White Sox that like uh, I I've been to so many damn Cubs games this year. I, I I don't know if I would say that I'm rooting for the Cubs, but but I definitely am getting some sort of a uh, some kind of investment into the team. I mean, you don't you don't attend twenty games of a team if, if not even a little bit more than that, and and you know. And you know, and not have some kind of an investment in, in the players, especially with all the up close interaction we've had with them. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you know, I mean, for you know, for your sake, Jeremy, I hope they at least can you know make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Well, thank you. I um, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. Um, I I don't know if we've said it on the podcast. I've certainly had enough conversations of, of about it with my friends. But like, if there's one silver lining that happens from this season, if the Cubs do end up pissing away the the playoffs you would hope that they would fire David Ross. I don't know if it's true or not, but like they already, they already, you know, took away, had to take away Hosmer and Mancini and Barnhart. So you'd think maybe they would, they would make that move. I mean, again, mm-hmm. they have Joe Girardi right there. Um, yep. The guy, the guy won't leave. He's like, he's in, he's in the marquee uh, studios right now. Like he's hanging around the team. I think he's just waiting for, for a chance to, win, <laughs> uh, to, to, to manage the team. So, I don't know. I mean, they, they have an easy move right there, so I, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, uh, I, I, I guess we'll uh, – I, I do not know. We will soon find out, to quote, Pat, <laughs> to quote, to quote Patrick Wisdom, um, who, who definitely would like to see David Ross get fired. Um, <laughs> yes, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, White Sox versus Twins, uh, literally mid-September, uh, the Ides of September. It was September 15th. Um, uh, the Twins were in first place uh, as of this game. The White Sox were just playing out the string. Um, yeah, depressing atmosphere at Guaranteed Rate Field overall. Um, the game I don't think could have been attended by more than about ten thousand people. Uh, it, yeah. It's not. It's almost not even funny at the stadium anymore. It's just sad. Yeah, it is. It's pretty. It's 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 pretty pathetic, I guess. Um, the the announced attendance was eighteen thousand and one. Um, yeah, which was. It's always interesting when it's. And it's, you know, it's, it's, there's one, like, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's zero, zero, one, but, um, yeah, no, it was, um, it was very sparsely attended and like, yeah, you just go to these games wondering like, you know, how many people are actually going to be there. Um, this was a Friday night even, and it was yeah. like, pretty sad. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're going to some of these games, but it is pretty, it, it is sad. Um, 
you know, we got to see some cool stuff in this game. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, so it was a weird day. Um, I think I had like some work to do kind of, well, we did, we decided kind of like last minute to go, or at least I did. Yeah. Um, so I had some work to do. I wasn't planning. I, I wasn't planning on going. I, Jack actually stopped by my place to pick up some, uh, some card supplies and, um, you know, kind of, you didn't really talk me into it, but you, you mentioned it. And I mean, you talked me into it as much as a guy like me needs to be talked into going into a game. You basically sure. said like, yeah, I'm going. So, you know, if you want to go, and I was like, oh, you know, let me, uh, let me look at my schedule. So we figured it was going to be the last White Sox game we could go to. So I tried to make it happen and, and we did. I actually drove to the game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was kind of racing to get there by first pitch. It was six forty. Um, because I guess, you know, they're doing those earlier games. Uh, although this was a Friday night, it seems like they could have started it at seven o'clock, but yeah, um, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So six forty local time. So that makes it pretty tough to get down to, um, as we've talked about before. So I drove down there and, um, first off, like, I, I mean, I think I paid four, four or $5 for my ticket, but I, parking was $30, man. And it, that's fucking crazy. Um, it's usually 27. So I really do think the Sox are like gouging parking prices because to counterbalance attendance, because, you know, quite frankly, like you drive down there, you're not going to turn around when you see that they're charging $3 more for parking. So they kind of, they have you by the, uh, by the stitches. So, um, you know, so they got to just, uh, so you just got to cough it up. And so that was, that was brutal. I figured like, if I assume my ticket was 15 and my parking was 15, then it was like maybe more, you know, more, uh, digestible, but, uh, still pretty pathetic. Sure, man. Yeah. We'll have a similar story in next week's episode when I talk about how I, I got skunked. Um, yeah. not, not good. Um, yeah, but, uh, it, it was, uh, it was nice. That was a weird day. I had just gotten back from my vacation. So, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I guess I, I kind of put the squeeze on you to, uh, come to that game <laughs> sort of, but anyway, I, yeah, it, it was, it was nice that we got to go together and, and attend one more. Uh, you, yeah, you got there, um, almost right before first pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there a little bit earlier, um, in the pregame festivities, uh, Chris Chelios threw out the first pitch. The guy, um, you know, the, the guy is a uh, Chicago mainstay. I don't, I don't know if he's, I may, is he from Chicago or is it just he played for the Blackhawks for so long? Yeah, I don't think he is actually from Chicago, but mm-hmm. um, it was he's weird. Ubiqu- yeah, he's ubiquitous. Yeah, yeah, he ha- had restaurants here and everything. I, you know, he came over from um, uh, Detroit, I think. So, okay. and, and they were pretty like bitter rivals i mean i was pretty young when he came over but like even when he came over it just seemed like you know this is where he wanted to be and this is where he was supposed to be you know what okay he was yeah he's from evergreen park illinois so that makes that makes sense that all kind of puts all into perspective uh but yeah even when he came over like um i'm not sure exactly what like you know 90 90 91 whatever like it just seemed like it was like he was destined to be um uh, a, a Blackhawk, basically, yeah. Sure, yeah, M- makes sense. Um, yeah, Jeremy, you yourself had a, a run-in with him. Uh, I think it was two seasons yeah. ago on, on opening day. Yeah, it was that opening day. It was the first game that people were able to go to uh, during the pandemic, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was an odd situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, he was he was in a bit of an odd situation here too. So he was throwing out the first pitch, and he was he was out there with his kids. And um, the catching the first pitch was none other than Mike Clevenger. 
Uh, and if, if Mike Clevenger, if I would have been out there with my kids and Clevenger was the one yeah. who was catching the first pitch, I would have I would have asked the White Sox like, hey, like you know, get uh, you know, get I don't know, like Gregory Santos over here or something to right. catch this pitch. Like I don't, you know, I don't want Mike Clevenger around my kids. You, you would definitely want to get them at least some child sized ponchos, so uh, it would deflect <laughs> the 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 tobacco spit that he would spit on the kids. I guess you know. <laughs> But, yeah. yeah right. that oh god that was what that was an accusation right yeah and yeah. i also think he threw something like at the kid or at at the the you know the baby mama or something yeah sure yes so you know very, very white Sox to have him uh to catch the first pitch when you know not even not even 12 months ago he had a, a domestic uh you know a domestic abuse charge leveled against him so yeah so that's that uh that was it and then uh jeremy you uh you you got in there I think it was right around the time that uh, I think Paulie D. Uh, they were calling him D- DJ Paulie D. Because he had like, I don't, you, I guess you didn't see this, but when I walked in, there was this big tailgate going on, like a huge tailgate <laughs> with like thousands of people and and music and a DJ yeah. who I guess was DJ Paulie D. So it was like he was having a uh, a tailgate outside the park, and then they they brought him in and he threw out a first pitch too. Uh, I never, I never watched. So I guess Paulie D is from Jersey Shore, which was mm-hmm. big, like you know, in twenty two thousand eleven or twelve. I never, I never watched that show. Did you? No. Was it? Was it even that? Was it? Was that when it was like popular? I, I would have said it was like mid aughts, but yeah, I it, it might have been late, late the late aughts because I, I think I was living in Chicago when it was popular. Um, okay. But it it might it might have even been less recently than than twenty twelve. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Regardless, two thousand nine. Um, Two thousand nine, two thousand nine okay. to twenty twelve. Yeah, that's that's surprising. But um, no, I did not watch that show. Um, okay. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, and we were yeah, so we were talking about that, and uh, I I think he was in a different parking lot than I was in. So yeah, that, w- that would have been funny if I couldn't like get to a parking spot because he was <laughs> like having a uh you know a, a, a rave or something. But um, no, uh, I didn't see that. Um, but uh, it's funny because like yeah, like. Yeah, even when you Google him now, I think it's he comes up as his Wikipedia says Polly D, but like when you Google him, like it says DJ Polly D, and uh, I'm almost like, come on, man! Like, I mean, I know DJ is not the equivalent of like being knighted or anything, but it's like I'm like w- the least amount of respect I could put on this guy's name, the the better. Um, you know, I I don't even want to acknowledge him as a DJ. He's just like the fucking chooch from uh from from jersey shore (laughs) yeah um yeah definitely giving him him too much credit uh (laughs) for sure um uh yeah so anyway that happened i I don't know if it was like uh whoever the hell the other guy was that that's having some who was that guy that was having the concert after the game that was last year it wasn't cosign i know i can't like it it was like i feel like it was like a one-word name and uh, it was it was also a one-word name it was something like cosign but yeah. I'll never, I'll never be able to remember it now. Like Sometimes vortex they make... or something, like something weird. Like what was that. it? Vortex or something? Yeah, like, yeah, something, you know? man. Um, yeah. uh, every every once in a while, they'll make fun of it on White Sox Reddit. So the next time they do, I'll I'll have to write it down. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. That that being said, we sat um, uh, sort of by the left field foul pole, um, not in the bleachers, but uh, just sort of in in left field foul territory. And uh, you know, Jeremy, you made the. Uh, you know the joke that you had to make, where you said, "Oh man, we're we're a little close to where those that gunfire happened." <laughs> so, the I, the joke had to be made. We don't usually <laughs> sit 
we don't usually sit there for White Sox games. Um, they were not scanning tickets at the entrance to the 100 level, but they did have ushers at almost every section, like checking tickets. So I had to I had to find a section for us where there was no usher, so we wouldn't get hassled. Um, I was able to do that, but we ended up we were in a bit of a different spot than we usually were, or yeah. usually are. Yeah, you. I believe when I sat down, you you go like this good, and yeah. I was like I had to say, um, you know, well, it's a little, a little <laughs> close to the firing zone but uh yeah but yeah um so yeah we sat down in that corner and like i mean quite honestly man like i think it's been we've we've had a little bit i mean well i i don't want to say never because we've certainly had our fair share of weirdos sitting in those nice seats behind home plate but we we definitely sat in front of a goof like some goofy people uh today so there wasn't too too much to talk about from this game but you know we sat in front of a guy who gave us like plenty of of uh material um first off like there was um we sat like in the last row of the section uh, right on the aisle and so like across the aisle to my left was a guy and his whole party was like all weird like there were three of them but they were all sitting like piggyback like they weren't sitting next to each other they were all sitting like behind each other so like (laughs) his mom or something was like in front of him and then like his brother or his friend was in front of her or something but they all kept like talking to each other and like they would get food for each other and like I don't know what the deal was with, with those people. I don't know why they were sitting like that, but but they were. And so the guy next to me, to my left, he was about, he was, um, I, I feel like he was in his 30s maybe, like maybe late 20s, early 30s. Um, and uh, he was just sitting there and like, so, you know, we're in left field, so I'm kind of like in his eyesight basically. And um, uh I was keeping score and we, I think even for the White Sox, we have our like clipboard. So it's like a little more of a spectacle than just having like the Cubs, like scorecard. Like we're actually like, we, we have a pencil and the clipboard and the scorecard. And, um, and certainly it's, it's a lot easier to not know anything about keeping score at a White Sox game because they don't even sell scorecards. Right. Um, but, um, the guy, the guy like said, like he kind of, I, I don't remember if he got my attention or what, but, uh, yeah, I think he did. He like called, he called, he, he's like, Hey, Hey, uh, you know, whatever. And I, I look over and he's like, well, what are you doing there, man? With the, with the pencil? Like he said, like, are you keeping, I forgot what he said. Like, are you like keeping track of pitches or something? I, not even yeah. that, but I was just like, um, I'm like I'm keeping score. And he's like, Oh yeah. What, what, you know, what, what are you doing? Like, I, I kind of had explained to him the concept of like keeping score and, uh, and like, I, I was like, yeah, you know, it helps, uh, follow the game, whatever. Like, you know, some people do it. I said, like, if you see someone, uh, with a p- piece of paper and a p- and a pencil, that's probably what they're doing. Keeping score. Yep. And he's like, oh yeah, yep. cool, man. Cool. And, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. And like, so it was, uh, it was just a f- odd moment, I guess. I don't know. The guy seemed old yeah. enough to know what keeping score was, but yeah, sure, man. Um, and I, I, I also think we've talked about this on the pod before, but there are, there are always the people who ask you if you're a scout. Um, right. I don't, you, I'm sure you've had that happen to you before, Jeremy. Like, yeah. and I, I've been at games where I'm sitting by myself and keeping score and they'll be like, Hey, are you a scout? Happens at least once a season to me. I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's also kind of sad. It's like, you know, do you know that, do you know that little, like I wouldn't be sitting in these seats if I was a scout. Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, they put us all the way in the fucking the corner of the field. So I can't see shit, but uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a scout. Um, so, so yeah, um, it was, it was funny. And um, uh, yeah, so this guy would, would come into play later as well. So I'm actually glad we got like a little moment. I got a little kind of window into who this guy was a little bit, sure. Um, which makes the next thing just 
all the more funny, which was the the player, the fan of the game for sure. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, we mentioned the White Sox. We're playing the Twins. Uh, something I was going to say about the Twins is that uh, they might be the worst like division winner and this might be the, the AL central this year might be the worst division in the history of baseball. If it's not, it's certainly close. I think at this point, the twins only had like 67 wins or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just really not a good division and not, not, not an exciting twins team either. That being said, there were a few guys in uh, the majors that we saw in a class a game, I think four years ago, back in 2019 um, when we went to the Kane County Cougars game um uh they were playing for were they playing for clinton was that who they were playing not clinton uh um, cedar rapids cedar rapids cedar rapids uh, i knew it was an iowa team um yes we saw royce lewis who i don't believe we've seen at the big league level yet uh we, we had seen him in that game uh we also once again saw alex kirilov uh and i think bailey ober started that game or, or he pitched he pitched in that game as well yeah um, i think he started and that was in 2018 yeah, right. jack that was in 2018 oh god that, that was the first year of the podcast that's crazy yeah, yeah was, um, episode episode number eight wow it doesn't seem that long ago we were late for that game too um yeah. through no fault through no fault of our own um yeah. they started it at like 5 30 um anyway yeah so uh, uh so the, the coolest thing though yeah was seeing royce lewis in the top of the first inning hit a grand slam uh we had a good angle on it because we were in left field and Lewis is a right-handed batter, so we got to see the home run. It was a, a towering home run. There was no doubt about it. Um, and uh, it was just—it was cool. It was a full circle moment. We've seen Bobby Witt hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him in the Under Armour game. You know, we got another full circle moment here. We saw Royce Lewis in the majors hitting a home run, which is which is pretty cool. Now, yeah, when this home yeah. run happened, right after it happened. Uh, we mentioned that the White Sox is—it's just a sad atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> and of course, you know Jesse Schultens gives up a first inning grand slam. So right uh, right when this happens, uh, uh, th- this guy behind me, we, we hadn't had any interaction with him yet, but, but I, just, I just hear someone going, a grand slam, a grand slam, just over and over. Um, <laughs> and it, it sounded like, do you, I don't know if you remember Luca Brazzi in uh, The Godfather when he's like, may your first child be a masculine child like that was what that was kind of what this guy sounded like in his cadence um i would also if you if you want a picture of him in your head folks i don't know if you remember the actor sterling hayden jeremy um but this guy kind of he was an older guy he looked and sounded like sterling hayden so that was you know that was kind of our first uh the first time i heard him say anything Uh, and it was just funny because he kept he kept repeating that phrase um is this um this is the same guy we're talking about right like the 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 guy with all these notes coming up here yeah yeah the old the old the old guy right yeah i'm almost man jack i feel like you're giving him like too much of a like uh, like a a a high class read (laughs) i mean to, to me like i i feel like he was like just a fucking like south side like bozo i don't i don't want to be disparaging (laughs) the south side people more than i already have but like he yeah i don't know i have a different like read on some of the stuff that he said here but um but yeah i mean like he was like despondent and he's just like yeah grand slam a grand slam like just like you know mad about that or whatever but um yeah he um i didn't get a good look in at him until like very late in the game and it was almost like um like it was almost like risky to have not tried to sneak a look at him 
earlier on. Sure. But the reality of it is that guys like that don't leave the games early. <laughs> they stay there for the whole fucking thing. Not yes. even because they're enjoying it, but because they probably want to get their money's worth, you know? Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I did get a look at him. He does, yeah, he does look like Sterling Hayden. I, I, um, it, was Sterling Hayden the guy who played the, did you say that the cop in the Godfather? Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if that was him. It might've been, let me, I, I'd have to look that up. He, okay. So that, that's actually another, if that wasn't him, he looks like the guy who played the cop in the Godfather. Okay. Yeah. You, you, no, you, you said Luca Brazzi. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It is Sterling Hayden. Yeah. Oh, Captain Sterling Mc- Hayden plays that character. Captain McCluskey, yeah. Nice. Okay, I never knew that. I mean, yeah, I never knew that was Sterling Hayden. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what I was picturing, though. Because um, I've seen Sterling Hayden in other movies, and just even his voice uh, sounds like that. Okay, that's yeah. that's fantastic. We're on the same page. <laughs> cool, cool. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So he repeated that, and then I think it was right after that, he just goes like, the White Sox suck! <laughs> and he just, he just <laughs> said it, like, matter-of-factly, like, as if he was like speaking at a rally or something. I, you know, hey, I don't want to get too much into rallies these days. But um, yeah, he was just like the White Sox suck. Um, and then, and then, um, you know, that was kind of it for for a minute. Um, yeah. But then, like, uh, he started talking to the guy next to me, the the key, the guy who asked me about keeping score. And so they're talking to each other across the aisle. I should also mention, yeah. So this guy was like an older guy. Like he was probably. Jack, I think he was one of those guys who like looks older than he is. Like uh-huh. he was probably in his like fifties, I would say, like like late fifties <laughs> yeah. or something. But he had like fully gray hair. He had like a full head of hair, but it was gray. Um, and he was with his mom, I think. Yep. And so he was old enough, and like he, he was with his mom, and like um, he was like there was at some point he was like he yelled at his mom. He's like he's like uh, something like. I told you I don't want to eat that or something like that. Like <laughs> something that like a, a, you know, a little kid would say, but he, he's like a, you know, nearly 60 year old man saying it to his mother. So it was one of those kinds of situations. Um, but, uh, um, he started talking across the aisle to this other guy and maybe the guy was wearing, like they were saying something about baseball and the guy goes, he's like, yeah, you know, we don't watch too much baseball or, or like, he's like, that's my friend up there. And he's like, yeah, he doesn't watch too much baseball. And he's like, oh yeah, what do you, uh, what do you like? And he's like, I like the Bulls and I like the the Bears. And he, and then the guy behind us goes, just like he just goes, I don't like Justin Fields. He blows. <laughs> and, and then he just says that, like matter of fact, like he blows. And then he's like, he doesn't give homage to the fans like you and I, <laughs> like, like, like as if that's like you know, a criteria. I mean, of course, Southside guy thinks that like Justin Fields should like be shaking everyone's hand, I guess, just because you're sure. a fan of the game. But he's like, yeah, he doesn't even give homage to the fans like you and I. And uh, um, I was just like, geez, man, like, you know, um, it was just, it was just funny. Um, and yeah, like, so it was just a bunch of weirdos. Like this guy, these, this guy was with his friend, but they weren't sitting together. And then he's like, the, the fan was where his friend was wearing like a Bulls jersey or something. Um, and so they were just talking about everything. Um I have a note in here, Jack, and I don't remember him. I don't quite remember the thing about he. He mentions something about Aaron Rodgers, but I don't. So, so yeah, man. I one? think that was that was just ripping on Bears fans or yeah. just the Bears in oh, general. He's like, yeah, right. yeah, giving Rodgers the finger. How about you win a fucking game? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's right. He was he was um, uh, chastising Bears fans for doing that. Um, yeah. At some point, he's gotten the conversation. Um, with the with the guy who asked me about keeping score, and they were he, I heard him say like 
they were in the World Series three years in a row. And I'm like, and and he's like, yeah, they they uh they beat the Gi- or they lost to the Giants one year, and then they won the next year. And uh, I'm like, okay, like, I think he must be talking about the Royals. Yeah, that that if that's if they said Giants, then yeah, they were in it two years in a row. Yeah, they were in it two years in a row. Um, but um, but whatever. So then. Then I think the guy goes like, "Really, three years?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, they were in three years in a row." And he's like, "I'll bet you a million dollars." And then, then the the kid get the kid was like, I think the kid was like, the guy was like on his way to go to the bathroom or to get food or something. And I think he, think he said like, he's like, "All right, well, I got to run before you know the inning or something like that." And so then the the kid the guy walks away and he turns to his mom and he goes like, "You're gonna argue with me about baseball? You'll lose." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he was like, he was like, you know, in disbelief that this guy would dare question his like baseball knowledge. And he he kind of kept going on about it too. He was like, yeah, you know, come on, I know everything about baseball. Like, you you're not gonna get one by me. Like, no way. Um, the whole time being wrong about like the Royals being in the World Series three years in a row. But like, he just kept making these like grand statements, these like definitive affirmative statements. Like, yeah. you're gonna argue with baseball with me? You'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fantastic man we maybe we could say that but i i don't even i don't even think i would i would say that to somebody <laughs> no i mean no we, well i have like a thing in this pirates game that that happened that um i uh you know i you could see like my you, you'll see my approach to that kind of sure. game, uh situation um the one other thing that they were saying um they started talking about ozzy Gian. Yeah, and um, I forget exactly how he said it, um, like how it came up or whatever. But uh, they were talking about Ozzy again, maybe about him coming back to manage the team or whatever. Maybe, maybe he said he's like Ozzy doesn't want to manage the team, like something like that. Um, but he goes, he just says to the other guy, that the scorecard guy, he's like, I know where he lives, Homer Glenn. And then he's and it's like, the guys go, Oh yeah, oh okay. And then uh, he's like, Yeah, he's got a four hundred thousand dollar house. And uh, I don't even know. I think he at first I thought he was saying that as if like it's like man he lives in a four thousand four hundred thousand dollar house man you know pretty nice I I think he was meaning he's I guess he was trying to say it like it's like he should be able to afford like he should have a house more expensive than that or something but sure at first I thought it was the other way around and I was gonna just you know it was gonna be another shake your head moment but no absolutely and you know you know for all. All we know, there Ozzy Gian does not live in Homer Glen at all, and this guy is just wrong. Yeah, you know who knows. I remember that there was like, I think he might have still been the manager at the time, but like he famous, he like famously bought a house in Bucktown. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and it was like you know one point four million or something, which for that neighborhood is actually not that expensive. Um, sure. And at that at that time even, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It was just more nonsense that these guys were just talking to each other. It's just like, man, I wish like, like it's like, if you could, you know, have a dollar for every nonsense conversation that's happening in the stands at Wrigley Field or at, at Comiskey Park at any given time, it's like, you know, you would, you'd be able to buy the White Sox and move them to Nashville. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's just great. Like these, just, just two dumbasses sitting and talking back and forth at each other, just nonsense, like. I'll bet you a million dollars. The Royals were in the in the World Series three years in a row. Like, it's just like, what what are we doing here, man? You know? No, that's 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 crazy, man. And all the while, um, all, all that this is happening, the White Sox are just getting their asses kicked. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they lost that game ten to two. 
Uh, just a totally flat game where they just looked like garbage. Tim Tim Anderson made a terrible error at one point. Um, actually, he made two. He made two errors in the same inning, I think. Um, one yeah, they, it was one a, they ended up calling a hit, but it should have been yeah, an error. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, that was actually that was the one. Like he, so he was so so he was running um, to uh, uh, the like first the third base line like on yep. a pop up, and he let it drop. And it landed in fair territory, but he never got a glove on it, so they called it a, a hit, um, yep. and a run scored on it, and uh, the fans were were you know apoplectic about it. And the scorecard guy actually yells, he's like, "Yeah, that sums up the season, dumbass." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, so his error sums up the season, and and he's a dumbass. So I mean, I I know the White Sox fans are kind of done with Tim Anderson, yeah, um, and you know. It, it might be best for a change of scenery type of thing, but uh, that was just a funny thing. Sums up the you season, know, dumbass. <laughs> so. You know, you know, to end the game too. Uh, uh, as we were getting up to leave, I think the guy, or you know, it was the ninth inning, the bottom of the ninth, and the guy, the guy next behind us, Sterling Hayden, said, "Hey, you guys keeping score? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, under the White Sox, just right. We suck. <laughs> uh, right. And and then Jeremy, you you sympathize. You're like, it's been a tough year. Um, <laughs> And hey, man, it has it yeah. has for them. So uh, yeah, that was just one one last thing to kind of end the night. And then that's, I think, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and that was when we were like leaving. That was the end of the game, right? Yeah, that was that was the end of the game. Yeah, and so he wasn't. He that guy didn't look like he was in in any like hurry to leave anytime soon. <laughs> either. No, no I mean, I, he was gonna, he was going to watch the fireworks. He was going to be the one person to stay. That's true. That, there were fireworks. Yeah, so that he definitely wasn't leaving. Um. But uh, but yeah, so that was um, that was pretty fun. I, for, I almost forgot about that moment, Jack. Good 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 memory. Um, yeah. So I mean, that was and that was pretty much it. I mean, like we 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 left the the stadium. Um, you know, just uh, just an afterthought, just like this White Sox season. And um, yeah, likely the the last White Sox game we'll have this this season. Yeah, most definitely. They have a homestand this week, but these next two games are uh, day games, I think, which is pretty stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so the uh, uh, to move to the north side. Um, yeah. The uh, the following. So this was over the weekend. I think on on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the Cubs played three night games with the Pittsburgh. Actually, four, uh, it was a four game series. Uh, I think uh, it was a three game Tuesday to Thursday. Right. Tuesday yeah. through Tuesday through Thursday. Right. I'm getting my getting my days mixed up. Uh, yeah. So it was a three game series, three night games, which is which is pretty unusual. Um, but it gave us the opportunity to graph all three games. Um, I, I so, think we were like fully invested in this homestand because it's the it was the last Cubs yep. homestand. So um, we were. I was at. I graphed all three games or all six games on the homestand. And uh, Jack, did you did you go to all six? No, man, I didn't go on Sunday, and I you know I probably shouldn't have right. gone on Saturday. But yeah, so I right. went to five out of the six, which I think is the most I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was um I was kind of tired at the end of the you know the week, but um yeah, but it was um the the I went to two of the White Sox or two of the the Rockies games like in person, like two of the actual games. So that yep. was that helped kind of you know spark spark it all but um but yeah right now we're talking about the pirates so um yeah jack so game one um we basically met out by the bus afterwards yep um and um i got there pretty quick you got there like i, I think th- i think yeah i was either a little bit before you or we were the first two there yeah okay yeah yep. Um, we were definitely the first two there. Um, yeah. So um, we we're there. We get the, the the good spot and everything, and 
you know, kind of like um, in Seinfeld, like the sidler, like I do feel like this guy sidled up on me and like I didn't even really see it coming. But yeah, this like shorter guy comes over and um, he's in his like late 40s, I'd say maybe um, he's older than me, definitely. But like, he, he, I don't know, he seemed he, he was a just a, a goof, like he was a shorter guy wearing a Cubs jersey, Cubs hat, glasses and um he had a friend with him and the friend i think like kind of like you know went somewhere afterward maybe like the fucking 711 across the street or something i don't know but he he kind of left and i kind of forgot that he had his friend with him at all um but um this guy was just an idiot and he he comes right up to me and he's like yeah yeah so who, who you know who who came out who are we looking for something like that like just he was just he kind of like just inserted himself into the mix like right away as if he had like been there the whole time and as if we were friends like like he just just flowed right into the mix of conversation. Jack, me and you, I feel like we were in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. And this guy yeah. just sidled right in and just like jumped in, like just, just jumped in midstream. He's like, all right guys. So who are we getting? You know, uh, you know, uh, what, you know, who's coming out? What, what are we looking for? Blah, 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 blah. And, um, he just kept, he just kept saying like, like, so, so, you know, and I, I started talking to him. I was trying to be like polite with him and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we, he, he's the first thing he said was, um, like, oh yeah, I haven't done this in a while. You know, it's been like five years. I used to do this yep. like five years ago. Like, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little out of it, but, um, you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, Hey, you know, sometimes we're lucky. Sometimes we're not, uh, you know, we come here a lot, uh, these, this last couple seasons, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And, um, then he goes like, he's just like saying whatever. And he's showing me like what cards he has. And he's got like McCutcheon and, uh, whatever. And, um, he goes like, uh, the guy I really want is Thomas Hatch. And uh, I'm like, and I saw that he was wearing Cubs gear. And I'm like, oh, uh, you got a Cubs card of him? And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And so, like, so Thomas Hatch is a guy who was on the Cubs. Um, I forgot if they drafted him or they got him in a trade. But he was in the Cubs minor league system for a while. And they, they ended up, like, releasing him or whatever or losing him through the Rule 5 draft or something. He um, was on the Blue Jays. So he has some major league cards on the Blue Jays. He has some minor league cards with the Cubs. I was trying to find one of his Cubs cards and I couldn't, so I had a Blue Jays card of him. But he had gotten um, demoted earlier that day, mm-hmm. so um, so he goes like, "Yeah, yeah, I really want Thomas Thomas Hatch." And uh, I go like, uh, "He got he got sent down today." And he's like, "Oh, really? No." And like, you know, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, they sent him down today." And um, you know, I, I I don't know if I should. I'll just tell you this in 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 like logical order we other things came up he was showing me other cards some players came out whatever and then like about like i don't know a half hour later he like his buddy comes by and they they, they have like this the scorecard and he he turns to me and he goes like hey uh you know uh thomas patch is in the is in the uh scorecard <laughs> and i'm like yeah and he's like yeah i hope he's here or like you know i, I hope he's here and i'm like uh, they send him down, man. I'm like, you know, they, those scorecards are not up to the minute. Like they sent him down just, yeah. just today. So he's still going to be in there. It's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I hope he's, I hope, I hope he's here or whatever. And he, he kept mentioning Thomas Hatch, but at some point he just started calling him Thomas patch. And <laughs> it like made no sense. Like he, he said Thomas Hatch <laughs> the first time. And he's like, yeah, man. Oh man. He's like, I really want Thomas patch. And I'm like, what, what, what's wrong with you? Like, what do you have like a, you know, a short circuit in your head or something? So like <laughs> he, he just kept calling him Thomas patch then at some point. And, and then I was annoyed because I'm like, dude, I just told you he's not here. And like, 
I, you know, sometimes guys get demoted, but they're still with the club. So I, I did tell him early on, I'm like, uh, you know, maybe he'll still be around. Maybe they didn't, maybe didn't go down to the minors. Like he'll still, he's still with the club, but they just took him off the roster. And, um, but, but he, his whole claim was that since he was in the scorecard, he's still on the team, which is not true at all. Um, so, so that happened. Um, and then guys just kept coming and like, so what, you know, we've talked about this, but whenever guys come out, we're always thinking we're like, we're, 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 we're talking to each other. We're saying like, okay, here comes a guy. Yep. Who is it? Uh, I don't know. Is, is that uh, Mitch Keller? Is that Jack Sawinski? Uh, I can't tell. He's got, you know, we're, we're talking it through and, you know, and I'm talking to you, but we're like not looking at each other. We're looking forward or we're looking down into the stadium at the guy coming out. So we're talking and this guy's to my left. And like, so I'm saying like that, I'm like, so, so Jack, just be me. Like, just, just say like, just talk through that, that thought process. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Is that, is that Jack Sawinski over there? Is Dude, that- do you want me to call for him? Do you want me to call uh, for him? Are we calling for him? Do you want me to call uh, for him? Yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't, we, we can call for him, but not right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like he, like, as I'm talking through this and like me and you are trying to like figure out who this is, he's just like, Oh, Oh, want me to call for him? Are we calling for him? Like, are you going to call for him? Like, and I'm like, dude, I don't even know who it is. Like, we're trying to figure it out, man. Like, that's yep. step one. And it was just being annoying, for sure. Um, I should also mention at this point that because he was next to me and he was talking, I was smelling his breath, and it smelled horrible. Sure. It, it was It was, It was. It was. bad. Yeah, he'd give sweatpants guy a run for his money. Yeah, I don't know exactly how he described sweat. I know we had to have talked about sweatpants guy's breath. Because <laughs> it was it was memorable, but this guy's yeah it, he was right up there with sweatpants guy, um, so it was it was brutal and you know the guy's already annoying, and and um he's got just fucking horrible horrible breath. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think who this guy looked like, man. I I can't I like I can't place a celebrity that that he looked like. Yeah, um, man, he looked. Yeah. Oh man, I I mean he I almost want to say he, he looked like. Jerry Manuel when he was a manager for the White Sox with glasses. Okay. Like, let me let me Google that and see if a picture. Yeah, he, comes he almost up. looked like a, a little bit like a dopey Freddie Benavides too. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. If you Google Jerry Manuel glasses, um, he has a goatee in most of these pictures. So this guy did not have a goatee, but like, he was just okay. A, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, yeah. for lack of anybody else, like he was a little lighter skin than Jerry Manuel. Yeah, um, and then this this guy was a little dumpier than Jerry Manuel. Yeah, yeah, but um, the, yeah, I'm grasping. I I don't have the perfect answer either. But sure, uh, sure. Yeah, that, nah, that, I'll I'll take that though. He kind of reminded me of like Oscar from The Office a little bit, but with like okay. like with a Cubs hat on and like glasses maybe. Sure. But yeah. um, but yeah, just a a, a total doof. Um, at some point his friend comes back and his friend is down there now. And, um, so listen, we've seen the pirates a bunch of times at this point. Um, you know, you start seeing these guys and you, you start recognizing not only the players, but like their, their coaching staff and their trainers. And so the pirates have this guy, I don't remember what his name is, but they have this trainer who's got like big, long black dreads basically. And he, he usually like ties them up above his head. Like they're so long that he can kind of tie them almost like, you know, like a turban type of thing above his head. And he's got a very distinct look. Okay. Um, and we, this guy was coming out and the guys are like, Oh, oh who's that? Who's that? Is that, uh, is that, is that McCutcheon? Oh, that's McCutcheon. That's McCutcheon. And we're like, McCutcheon is in here, dude. Like, yep. you know, and <laughs> it's not McCutcheon. Like, 
you know, I'm not going to go ahead and say like, bro, that's messed up that you think that's McCutcheon. Like, yeah, but it's just wrong. And like, maybe if you had never seen, cause maybe we thought it was McCutcheon the first time we saw him. Sure. So like, I wouldn't throw someone under the bus if that was their only indiscretion, but this guy was already a, a, a dimwit. So like he goes, I go, so he says like, Oh, is that McCutcheon? And I go like, no man, that's just one of their trainers. And, um, then the guy goes like, Oh, is that and Andy Anduhar? Like they were calling Miguel Anduhar like Andy or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, is that is that is that Anduhar? Is that Anduhar?" And I'm like, "Nope, nope. It's a trainer." Yeah. And then and like you know, I couldn't I couldn't like um, emphasize it enough. And then the guy walks out of the stadium, and his friend goes, "Miguel," and it's just like, "You fucking idiots, man! Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like." If you don't know that, that this is the thing that drives me nuts. It's like if you don't know, take the advice of someone who's who's say, telling you no. You know, given uh, say for the fact like he's not like a a blabbering idiot. Like if I was some dumb idiot who was like, so, oh, who's that? Oh, oh, who's that white guy? Is that Andrew McCutcheon? Like if I proved myself to be an idiot, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. But I think I'm a pretty composed, like like measured, like reasonable sounding guy. And I'm telling you that's not uh, Andrew McCutcheon or Miguel Andujar. So don't fucking yell out Miguel to this guy. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, what what else do you need in life to learn something? I just don't yeah. get it. And what what do they think you're trying to steer them wrong? Like, yeah. uh, you know, you, like you're going to try to get them to not call him so you can call him and only you would get his autograph. Right. Yeah. You must, um, you argue with me about who the player is, you'll lose. hey there you go right that's basically it that's what Um, i'm saying like that these are our different approaches (laughs) like you know i guess i go on a podcast and and complain about these guys this guy complains about it to his mother (laughs) you know whatever (laughs) sure well hey man uh also with this guy too when he actually did call for someone connor joe came out and uh you know jeremy if there's one guy you've given up on it's it's connor Uh, joe i fucking hate connor joe and and given up given up on him but yeah with extreme prejudice but um uh, Connor Joe comes out and, you know, of course doesn't acknowledge and starts to get on the bus. But this guy goes, ah, ah, come on, Connor, just sign one. And it's like, yeah, that's not going to get a guy over here, dude. No. And then then when he did get on the bus and it was clear he wasn't signing, he goes like, ah, fuck, Connor. Like, <laughs> and it's like, you know, again, like it's like try not to yell, like swear out loud like there are kids there or whatever. And like. Yes you know, another player might hear you and not sign because of that. So yeah, you, you got to kind of like measure your, your reactions a little bit, but, um, but yeah, so all of that, you know, all of that, um, the guy's clearly an idiot. I was, it was to the point where I was complaining out loud to Jack about him while he was to my left. Yes. And I was just like, this guy's like idiot. Like what, you know, call, calling out like Miguel Andujar to this guy, like doing, doing all this stuff, Thomas patch, Oh, Thomas Patch. I really want Thomas Patch. Like, I was saying all this stuff to you, like, while this guy was standing next to me. And then Jack, and then Jack, the big reveal, I think I've called it before, like, the M. Night Shyamalan-esque reveal. I look to my left, Jack, and listeners, I look to my left, and I mentioned he was wearing a Cubs jersey. He was maybe turned around at this point. And I look at the back of his fucking jersey... And you'll never guess what the back of his fucking jersey says. That's right. Trump 45. Yep. On the back of his yeah. jersey. And I saw it and I'm like, oh my God. And then I go like, 
<laughs> Jack, look at the back of his jersey. And I stepped back, Jack. I took a step back so I wasn't like standing in between the two of you. And you saw his jersey, Jack. And yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I got I got a good picture of it. Um, the best part of this whole thing is like if we if we would have seen that right away, it would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like you know, this all adds up. This guy's just a dumbass. But yeah. the fact that the fact that he was in our orbit for almost an hour, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. and we we didn't see that, and we had all of this evidence for what an idiot this guy is. Yeah, and then he, and then he <laughs> he turns around and you see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that that's that's pretty good, man. Um, you, you know, it, yeah. politics are one of the hardest things to like debate people about or to change someone's mind about. And like, listen, it's clear where I lean on, on things and um, generally what Chicago, like the, the leanings of Chicago is, are and um, whatever you want to say about any side of any of this stuff, I, I would I would implore someone to just listen to to, to spend like an hour with this guy. And then see that jersey and not question your own beliefs if that's how you lean. It's like that's enough. That should be enough to change your mind. You know, you don't have to go all the way across the aisle, but like it might have to, you might have to think, think to yourself, like I'm a, I'm associated with this guy. This we share the same beliefs, me and this guy. Do I really want I can change that? Do I really want to, to be there? So I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I, you know, it, it it's also just lame, man. Like, if you know, if someone was to put like forty four Obama or forty six yeah. Biden, like it, yeah. those are, it, it's just a, it's just a lame thing. And I, you know, politics should stay out of it. But uh, also wearing a jersey like that, you're definitely just trying to antagonize, um, you know, antagonize people. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I, I got a picture of that too. So I think that yeah. and that and my balls itch. Like uh, we'll put those we, up. We, yeah, we got we got some good uh, a, a little bit of um, yeah as you as you said on the last uh, last episode, Jeremy, uh, we got some South Side on the North Side. I um <laughs> I, I I tried to be discreet about taking that picture, yeah. but that's another one of those where like if the guy knew I wanted to take a picture of his jersey, he would have paid me five bucks to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, there was uh, there was really no fear in taking that one. I don't think. Yeah, no, not really. Um, uh, I. Sh- you know, and just I'll put this out there too. The the guy was like Latino. Um, sure. So yeah. Um, so you know, just throwing that out there too. But, um, <laughs> okay. Well, so yeah, that this was one of those instances where you had a guy on your side, and actually this happened the second night too. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. But uh, I also had there was also a guy on my side, and you know he he again he, he does the thing you say to, you say to people when you want to introduce yourself at a when you're graphing. He's like, yeah. So like, which which guys are you trying to get? Um, and at first this guy seemed kind of normal. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just, I'll talk to him. And, uh, you know, so I just, I was like, oh, it'd be great to get McCutcheon, but I don't think he's here. And I awesome to get Brian Reynolds and blah, 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 blah. And so the guy, <laughs> this guy goes, and this guy was maybe a little older than, than us, Jeremy. He was, he was maybe 40, uh, or so, so, so kind of a year age, my age, whatever. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, you know, I, I tell him who I want and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then he goes, I'm waiting for one person, and I go, I go, yeah, who's that? And he goes, Derek Shelton. I was, I, I go, oh, okay, okay. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I got something to tell him. So I, uh, you know, I was like, uh, all right, all right, man. And so, you know, and I, I didn't really want to talk to him anymore, and because uh, because the guys were starting to come out. Uh, anyway, he, str- Smoky Lady was there, security guard, um, Smoky Lady, uh, and for the next forty-five minutes, those two just talked to each other about nothing. Yeah. And 
we we said this, Jeremy, um, at the Brewers. So like, Smoky Lady was our hero when she was uh, giving Nat's kid the business when he chased after Jim Hickey. Uh, that was fantastic. But you know, she she was uh, she was yes anding those guys who were like dissing the Brewers players to their faces, and then and then she goes and talks to this 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 weirdo for literally like forty five minutes the whole the whole time. The whole time all graphing is going on, this 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 weird guy who wanted to talk to Derek Shelton was uh, talking to this security guard. Um, and it was just, I don't even, I, I couldn't tell you two things that they said, but it was all, it was all bullshit and it was, it was all just white noise. Um, and so you, you had this guy on, on your side and I, I had this white noise going on here. And all the while, we're not really doing very well with getting players. So it, it's just uh, uh, the whole thing was just kind of um, it, it was just an annoyance. Um, yeah. Also, like when when a guy says that he has something to tell a player or a coach on a team, um, that's like that's like big fan territory, you know. Like Pat Oswalt, it's like the guy doesn't know the 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 player or coach probably doesn't know you. Um, the, you know, if if they knew you, you would be back you would be back in the clubhouse right now, or like you would be inside the stadium. <laughs> You, you know, you wouldn't be waiting out here at the bus with, with us like yeah. nobody's. So uh, I'll just, you know, we'll just, we could just skip to the part where Shelton comes out to kind of wrap up this anecdote. Um, so, you know, finally, like Shelton gets ready to come out and, you know, the, the conversation with the security guard ends. And uh, uh, you wanted Shelton because you had a custom card of him, Jeremy. Yep. I, I, um, uh, I think I talked about it on the podcast already. Mm-hmm. I discovered this, this app that uh, you can make custom cards on. And um, I went through and I just it's it's a shame to find this out so late in the season. But I went through just to see who the Cubs were playing and who I could maybe make a card of. And, you know, we had talked about how Shelton signs and he's cool and uh, wish that there was a card of him. And so I went ahead and I made a card of him. Um, uh, I also made a card of the play by play Pirates guy, Greg Brown, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, I made this cool uh, uh, Derek Shelton card. And, you know, I think like. I don't expect the guy to be like, oh, my God, you made a card of me? That's awesome. But, you know, I figure, like, I'd at least say something to him because, if anything, they might see it and be like, where the hell did this card come from, you know? So, like, um, I figured I'd at least say something to the guy. Yeah, yeah. So that you, you just wanted to have a little moment. And so, of course, Shelton comes out and, you know, you call him over to sign. And then uh, he, he, he starts to sign your card. But as he's doing that, this idiot who's by me starts to talk to him um, – First of all, completely ruining your moment, Jeremy, yeah. with this card and, and all the hard work you put in to, to get it. Um, so anyway, he signs for you, but he's just completely distracted. And so this guy goes to him. This is this guy's big moment. He has been waiting an hour to talk to Derek Shelton. And he says to Derek Shelton, he goes, hey, hey, Derek, hey, Derek. And, you know, Shelton kind of looks at him, obviously has no clue who he is. And this guy says, in a couple of months, some people are going to be getting in touch with you. Kurt Smulders. And then, uh, uh, uh. Derek Shelton goes Kurt Smothers and the guy goes oh oh yeah 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 Kurt Smothers um and he's like yeah in a couple of months they're gonna be getting in touch with you about a project and then Shelton's like yeah yeah okay okay and then like you know and he he goes on the bus and it's like that's the information you had to tell him that in a couple of months a couple months from now people who are not even you are gonna be getting in touch with him about like some sort of it seemed like social media project or something. Yeah. Um, and you didn't even have the names right. Derek <laughs> Shelton had to correct you on what the name was. Yeah. Like his his information is better than what you're giving him. 
yeah. It, the whole thing was just uh, absurd and like completely unremarkable. Yeah, it was absurd, Jack. I did, Jack. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you say that this guy, when he showed up, he's like, I got some information to pass to him. Like, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. I got, I got, I got some some information to pass to him. And I think yeah. he said that to the security guard too when he was talking to her. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, this big this big information was like the fact that some the fact that several months from now someone was going to be getting in touch with him. Yeah, and I I don't even know them well enough to know their fucking names. Um, yeah, it was it was absurd. And like Shelton gave the guy like a fist bump at the end, just because I think there was like nothing else that he could. He's like, uh, and then he like fist bumped him, and it's like there was nothing else he could have like done. Like he was just nope. like, and then yeah, just right on the bus, and we were just like, what? Like that's the fucking thing. Like you know, it's like um, Christmas story. Like be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Like it was as anticlimactic as that. Like <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see this the second night too when we get to game two. But I, I think probably as like you know, major league baseball players and and coaches and managers, like they deal with this crap all the time. Yeah. Where it's like they have people who say that they know them and they just kind of have to just like have to acknowledge and be nice and just end the conversation uh, as soon as they can. Um, and yeah, that was that was definitely one of one of those situations. So. Yeah, it was just sad um, and and annoying that like you know I was like collateral damage in that in terms of like you know getting my night ruined. But uh, also funny and hey, you did get Derek Shelton, so that's cool. Yeah, I did get him, and and and, and again, I I didn't need to like uh, tell him about the custom card, but like it's more so just out of like the whole thing of like where the hell did this card come from? But um, yeah, yeah, I will say so. Like I said, um, I did make a custom card of Greg Brown, the 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 play by play guy for the uh, Pirates. I don't watch too too many Pirates games, but he's got a pretty iconic um, voice and call. Like he's when the Pirates win, he's like raise the Jolly Roger. Um, and so like you know, I I respect any any play by play guy. And sure, honestly, if they had cards, I would be stoked to get them signed by more guys. But um, Oh yeah, it just doesn't exist. So, yeah, I made a Greg Brown uh, baseball card, and I I called him over, and he signed. I told him like, "Hey, Greg, I made this custom card of you," and he's like, "He's like, thank you." Like, you know, like um, that was his response. Um, and uh, well, thanks, you know, and like he signed in, and it was cool. And um, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking, Jack. In retrospect, now I may have had him his card next to John Wayner in my yeah. book. And so Greg Brown signs my card and um, I'm thinking I'm the only one who he signed for. And then he just goes like, he kind of says out loud, he's like, did you guys see John Wayner? Yeah. <laughs> and so John Wayner is listed on the, uh, he's former pirates player from the nineties. He's listed on their like website as like one of their broadcasters or whatever. Last time they were here, Bob walk was the color announcer. I Jack, I never went back and looked or checked the radio to see if he was actually doing the game, but he Greg Brown says out loud, "Have you got, did you guys see John Wayner out here?" And um and Jack immediately goes, "John Wayner's here." Yep. <laughs> and and Greg Brown kind of like looks at Jack really quick and then kind of takes a couple steps away and he kind of says something like, "Yeah, he's a John. Yeah, I don't know. Is something?" And like he just kind of like <laughs> walked away. Yeah, he, he back he backtracked like he didn't want to blow up Wayner's spot. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very peculiar. And, um, and like, yeah, I don't know, Jack, if you like, if his, if your reaction, like scared, <laughs> scared him away or something, yeah, right? like, like, you know, like maybe this guy has been waiting to get revenge on John Wayner for 20 years. <laughs> 
and now I just blew up his spot, so I'm just gonna pretend like I didn't say anything. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, right. Maybe maybe he's Derek Dietrich in disguise or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. So like he um he just kind of backed away, and then we never saw John Wayner. And I yeah, still still to this day I haven't looked it up, so I don't know if he's actually there. I I think I mean maybe what could have happened is that he saw that I had his card, and he must have thought that I knew Wayner yep. was there for sure. Yeah. And Greg Brown would have been as surprised as anyone, but it was just weird. And he backed away. We didn't see John Wayner, and that's pretty much it for that. Yeah. We didn't see Bob Walk either the whole series. So no. I don't, I, I don't know who was doing the games for them or, or what. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got to, yeah, it would, it would be an easy lookup um, on baseball, on MLB TV, but uh, I just haven't done it. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so that was a funny moment. Um, Brian Reynolds come, came out. Um, amongst you know the other pirates guys, but Brian Reynolds came out and it's a guy that we both had and we both wanted, and uh, we called him over and um, he had a he had kind of like a, a reaction for the books kind of. Yeah, he did. Um, he looked he looked at us and then uh, uh, he looked like he was going to come over, so we called him. He looked right in our eyes. Yeah, and he he started he started coming over, and then it, it was almost like uh, you mentioned M Night Shyamalan. It was almost like he saw a dead person standing next to us, and was and was just like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna get on the bus, and and he got on the bus. I mean, he looked right at us. Yeah. He he almost smiled and was coming over to us, and then he, he got on the bus. It was like we got we got robbed, and I, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. He just like yeah, something something happened there. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like that's is that what it was in Sixth Sense? Like he looked at people and there was like a dead person standing. Yeah. Next yeah. You know, yeah. something like that. Or, I mean, you know, we, I've just been watching yellow jackets recently, but it's like the, mm-hmm. you know, that, that girl has like a vision of like a dead deer or something. It's like, yeah, he just had like a vision, a scary vision, like right by <laughs> us. And, and he just, he, he turns and goes on the bus. Um, yeah. Like if he would, if he would have done that in like an audition, he would have booked the part and they would have like, you know, <laughs> they would have started the Oscar campaign. Cause it was like, that was the perfect read. Um, but yeah. he's just a baseball player. So anyway, we got a bunch of guys. Jack, I think maybe we should just recap all the guys at the end of all three because I don't know who we got which night, basically. Sure. So, um, But we got a bunch of players um, that night and the, the subsequent two nights after that. Um, but um, we did walk over by the Cubs after the Pirates, um, after all that. And um, the person who we saw um, who was uh, calling for Oral Hirschheiser, um, yep. Oral oral like that guy um that person um they were over by the cubs uh parking lot as well and we just call that person oral now um uh yeah so um so they were there and um that person did say apropos of nothing which this person seems to do they they said like he's just standing they're just standing there and we're standing minding our own business they're they're near us and they just say out loud like in about 24 hours, I'll be getting Chris Bryant's autograph. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and like, you know, it's like, Oh, where are you? Oh, how are you going to do that? What are you going to do? Oh, are you going to the hotel then? I guess, huh? And like, this is the same person who like told me they don't give out that kind of information when I didn't even ask what hotel. I just, I said, do they stay at the Hilton? Whatever. Yeah. And uh, so this person's a, a, a wacko. Um, and uh, so whatever. We, we really didn't give anything about the, the Chris Bryant thing, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then um, they said, 
Oh, so uh, Justin Steele starting Thursday. Something, something. I forgot exactly how they said it, but I'm like, ah, no, actually, Steele starting tomorrow. They they switched it up, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, 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 he's starting Thursday. Uh, that's you know, that's what I saw, and it's like I had just looked at the fucking MLB app. Like they, you know, Ross probably said in his press conference that, uh, you know, he's starting, and I and I said, you know, it's like, and fine, that's that's fair because I think they did move Steele up, so I could see how they, if they saw Thursday at some point, they'd think that. But I'm like, no, nah, they actually moved him up. And then he's they they disagreed with me again, and they're like, uh, "No, I start on Thursday." And um, then like something happened, like because uh, I think um, Hendricks started Thursday, and so Hendricks came out, and then I go like, he's "Like," and that person said like, "Oh, I wonder when uh, Hendricks is starting next," or something like that. And I go like, "He's starting Thursday, uh, yeah, because Steele's starting tomorrow, so Hendricks is uh, starting Thursday, and uh, just you know nothing." It's like okay, here I am telling you the correct information and you're just not believing me. That's fine. Whatever. It's like, uh, you're an idiot because like, you know, you couldn't get help even if, you know, someone was trying. And, uh, um, it was just like one of those head scratcher moments. This was all coming off of the fucking Thomas patch guy. So, you know, it was just, I was just on a roll and I was just feeling, you know, feeling it. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just a head head shaker moment. Yeah, I, I think I had maybe left by the point that conversation started. Um, uh, yeah, one uh, thing. Jer- yeah, I think you were you might have been like kind of like just about to leave or something, because I, I, yeah. I left after you. I, I probably wouldn't have hung out with this person. by myself. <laughs> you know, one thing he, one thing uh, they did say was they uh, they were they were like, yeah, I, I got the one I really wanted. PCA. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Yeah, but, yeah, that's uh, right. But, that's where we got that information, right? Yeah. So to quote, but to quote uh, Dennis a few days later, uh, talking about Oral, uh, yeah, he's been chasing Crow Armstrong all week. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to that. That's that's for next week, folks. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, Oral. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I parted ways with you, um, and then you, pr- yeah, you probably left shortly after. So that was night one. Uh, game number two uh, comes around, um, and the first night, Jeremy, we had seen O'Neill Cruz. Um, yeah, surprisingly, uh, big time. Yeah, big time prospect for the Pirates who came up earlier this year and then got injured for the rest of the season around about June. Um, so yeah, he he was with the team on this road trip, and we we saw him come to the bus the first night, um, or I think I did, um, uh, and I, I was talking to the Shelton guy, um, and I, I said to the Shelton guy when I saw Cruz because he had a hoodie on. I was like, is that O'Neill Cruz? And he was like, yeah. And I kind of half believed him, but I also think I know what Cruz looks like. So it, it was it was him. Um, so anyway, he, he came out early. And, and so for game two, um, uh, Jeremy, I was like, all right, like we got to try to call for O'Neill Cruz. Um, so he comes out and uh, we call for him. And it was it was the worst snub I think we've ever had. Um, maybe Nick Lodolo was worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Cruz, Cruz was mean about it. Like, we called for him, and like right when we started calling for him, he just shook his head no and didn't even look at us and got on the bus. So, uh, yeah, yeah, not not really a very nice guy, it seems. He um he he gave like the slightest head turn and like, but he like had his like whole upper body was like stiff, and like as I was recounting, I ended up recounting this to some of the guys like over by the Cubs later on in that night, and it like hit me. It's like he was like the Undertaker. Yeah, because like, he had like his long hair, like a hoodie and over his face. So his face was kind of like shrouded. And like he just had this like this fucking like snarl on his face, like not even just like a 
resting bitch face, but just like a snarl on his face. And we go like, O'Neal, can, can you sign one? And then, yeah, he gives like a half turn. And he's just like, like just shaking his head like side to side really, really slowly and really like just stiff. And like, yeah, he looked like the Undertaker when the Undertaker like would roll his eyes in the back of his head. It was, it was yeah. freaky. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy, and he's a big tall guy too. I mean, he's listed at six seven. I don't know if he's actually that tall, but uh, yeah, he's he's kind of a scary looking dude. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think the Undertaker fits the bill there. Anyway, we, he didn't come close to signing the first night. Jeremy, I, I spotted him when you were getting Greg Brown. Yes. Um. So I didn't really get to call for him, so we didn't know that he was going to react like that. But yeah. Anyway, did not get Neil Cruz. Uh, O'Neill Cruz. Um. I I think that uh, because we were there so late last night. And we had both had to work uh, uh, on this day, which was Wednesday, game two. We, we were both kind of like not in real great moods. Um, it's kind of the middle of both of our weeks. It's, it's the tail end of my week. But, um, you know, anyway, we've we both been in it for a while. Uh, so t- tonight was not the night for us to have to deal with like little kids on both sides of us. Uh, but that's, that's what ended up happening. Um, yeah. So, Jeremy, next to you... There was a, a little Korean kid who was maybe about maybe like five years old. Um, definitely like this kid's first game. And then there was another kid who was like middle school age. Um, he was just kind of like an uh, you know just a, a kind of just a goofy like kid. Um, de- he knew the players though for the most part. So because he had tried to graph a lot of them in AAA, like Pirates AAA, because he I guess he was from him and his family w- were from out of town. His mom was right there too with him. Um, so he was kind of helping you out a little bit and some, yeah. or you, you were talking to him. He, he was an okay enough kid. Yeah. Like he was, yeah. he was like one of those like kind of helpful kids, but also like just kind of a lot, but like yes. he was, um, he was okay enough. Um, we would run into, and I'm not sure if I'm going to remember this, but I'll have to add it to the notes, but we, we ran into him, um, by the Rockies in the Rockies series as well. It's yep. kind of funny, but, um, uh, but yeah, so he was talking about just, you know, getting guys in the minors and he, he, he was talking about, he was the guy who was, he, maybe he was the one calling, like, I thought he was calling Andohar Andy, but he was actually talking about Andy Rodriguez yep. and I'm like, will you be able to spot Andy Rodriguez? Because that's a guy who I couldn't spot. And like, he was, I was talking to him, like, could you spot these guys? And like, he's like, yeah, I could spot them, whatever. And, um, <clears throat> Then he had some misses too, so I don't know. But yeah, and then the kid next to me, the little Korean kid, he was a cute little kid, but he was like, he was talking a lot, and he was like, he was, he almost pulled a Josh. He did pull a Josh actually, because he pointed at one of my cards and he touched it, and like I don't, I don't know like what fucking like weird kid stuff is on his hands, you know? So like, it was kind of like whoa, 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 you know, don't touch the cards, kid. But um, but he, and then he was like saying like he got like two autographs and like. And and he looked at me and 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 he's like, is that all the autographs you have? Just two? And like I'm like, that's the same as anyone here has. Like the, the, I got all the guys who signed. You know, like what yep. are you talking about, kid? And um, so yeah, so um, yeah, it was uh, I, it was it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with. It was um, and and that Korean kid's parents uh were hovering right right over him too. His mom his mom was Korean at least. Um, yeah. And anyway, they they were hovering over him, and then like the that other kid, the Andy Rodriguez kid, like his mom was right there too. And then they, they struck up like a friendship and were talking. So it was just a lot to listen to that I, I didn't I didn't particularly like care for or want to hear. 
then and so so we next should mention me, we, we should mention yeah. that the, the the kid is we're saying he's Korean because J J uh Jiwan Bay on the uh, pirates is Korean. And yep. you know, this happened last time the pirates were there. There were two Korean people trying to get his autograph and there yep. was Korean people for Ha Song Kim. So like, yeah, they're, you know, they come out to, to see their, their, their fellow countrymen. For for sure. Um, and yeah, the, the Bay thing will, will come into play in just a second. Um, uh, yeah. Th- so there were also these kids next to me. They were like two, two little girls. Um, and so they, they were trying to get autographs on a ball and so they, they asked me, they're like, hey, if someone comes over here, like, can we borrow your pen? And I, I think my reaction to that was, oh, you don't want to get Sharpie on a ball. But um, mainly, well, A, a because that's true, but B, like, I didn't want them running my freaking marker into the ground. But anyway, I ended up loaning them my Sharpie for most of the autographs that they got, uh, if not all of them. But uh, so, you know, they, they start getting autographs. And then for every guy that comes out, Anybody that they see, anybody, they start going, please, sir, please, can you sign an autograph? And they weren't British, <laughs> but it sounded like an Oliver <clears throat> Twist thing where they were like, sir, sir, can you sign an autograph? Um, and, and to the point where, yeah, I, they were literally calling for everybody. Like, like an analytics guy came out and they called, yeah, they called yeah. for him. And then the guy was like, he smiled and waved and was like, sorry, like, you don't, you don't want my autograph. I'm not a player. And then he got on the bus and I was like, all right. I'm going to have to like do something about this. So uh, more people started coming out and I knew they were going to call for this for them. So I, I said to them, I was like, you know, th- this guy's not a this guy's not a player. And yeah. so then like, you know, I had to do that every time because I was like, I wanted to save all of us the embarrassment of that happening. Um, the first time it happened too with the uh, the, the they, when they called for that analytics guy and he like laughed and waved the, the da- their dad who was standing right behind them was like, well, like if if you do that again, just uh, just tell them that the players couldn't do what they do without you. And it's like, oh, come on, man. No, just don't call at all. Just don't. I'm gonna shut this down. I have to shut this down. So yeah. Um. So yeah, that that happened, and then and then of course their mom who was there too. She was one of those moms where who was like, hey hey, uh, come on, it's their first game. Could you sign for them? Um. And you know this this is one of those things where again it's like you know two guys who don't have kids giving people parenting advice and you know hey if i ever have kids and i take them to the game if if i use if i use that line uh to quote my friend's dad which i'm gonna do in a, in a second here again uh take me out back and shoot me like i i i don't want to be the guy that that says that you know because i wanted to turn around to her and say hey like it's oh it's it's their first game it's it's my 32nd game of the year, so like uh, you know I'm an avid supporter of Major League Baseball. So at this, someone should sign an autograph for me too. Why not? Um, who cares if it's your first game? But uh, yeah, anyway, so um, y- you know, cl- clowns to the left of us, jokers to the right. You know, tonight it was just like there was, a, I, you know, I said I said to you at one point there there's a lot going on, and, and you were like, yeah, there's there's a lot of stupid going on tonight. So that <laughs> yeah. was uh that that was that was that, and then I right on top of that, so you know after after these little girls had used my marker a couple of times, this this guy comes up to me and he he's like college age, and he, he comes up to me and he's real like solemn, he's real humble, and he he's kind of a tall guy. I mean he must have been like six two, but he, he he was young, like you know like I said college age. And he's like, hey, he's like, hey, man, like my my best friend. He was in like a group of three guys who were like off to the side. He's like, my best friend just asked me to be his best man. Um, if someone comes over here and signs an autograph, can I can I borrow your marker? And I was like, 
I was like, yeah, sure, man. I wanted to be like, but what did that first piece of information have to do with me, like loaning you your a marker? Like, yes. I, yeah, sure. You can just borrow. I don't care that like your best friend, good, good for you guys. Like, I don't know. What are you trying to soften me up? Like, sure. Like half of, half of Wrigley Field is using my marker tonight. Like, just, just ask me, man. <laughs> right. You can borrow it. You don't have to tell me that like your friend asked you to be his best man. Great. I'm happy for you. And like, what, where, what is the, what is the logic there? Like, like, man, like, you, you know what would make this moment even better? An autograph from anyone on the Pirates. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. <clears throat> I don't understand it, man. So, yeah, that, that was, that was what happened. I wasn't sure if you, you heard that happening, but, um, yeah, it was, I, it was ridiculous. Yeah, no, as you're, I mean, I do remember it as, like, as you're recounting it, I'm, I'm just remembering, like, the kind of, like, sensation of it happening because it was like it was almost like an asmr type of situation where he like came up and kind of like said it really like kind of measured and like quietly like to you um like a stage whisper or something and like it was um it was it was weird and yeah i don't like i honestly jack i thought there was more to the story because i'm like surely he didn't just mention the best man thing and then just say can i get an auto like did he want to get like I I thought maybe he might have and I missed it like did he want to ask someone to to sign an autograph and say like you know J- Jim's best man you know nine fifteen twenty two or something <laughs> like like put the date or something like <clears throat> I don't I don't understand how any of that has to do with any of the other stuff like that no. makes no sense whatsoever I can't believe no. that that's what the whole story is. It is, yeah. There, there's nothing more than that, man. It was just a non sequitur. He didn't want a specific player, just anyone who would sign. Is uh, so, yeah. That uh, so that that happened, and then um, shortly after that, Jiwan uh, Jiwan uh, Bay came out, and um, you know we wanted him. We did not get him last time. He didn't sign. No. Um, and he, might... he's, he's also kind of kind of Hollywood too. Like he's got sunglasses on, and you know he's, he's got these big like sunglasses that look like ski goggles. But yeah, I, I don't know. They, maybe they're from Korea or something. I'm not sure. But um, we should mention last time he came out, he signed for this couple um, who were Korean and yep. uh, had like a picture with him or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So so and he that comes was out and he comes out with a couple of other guys. Uh, so the mom. The, uh, the the mom who I guess was Korean calls calls to him in Korean. I don't know what she called. It was just like a, a very clipped one sentence. It was probably like, "Can you sign an autograph for my son?" Um, <laughs> I, I heard like the dad say like "kansamida" or something, which uh, I think is I don't know what that is. Please, I don't know. Sure, um, but a- anyway, like obviously, it you know he, he heard that he comes over to the the little Korean kid. He grabs the ball and then he grabs a pen from the uh, the en- the Endy kid and he grabs the Endy kid's pen, signs for the Korean kid, and 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 that's it. And he signs for that kid. There's you know a bunch of us who want his autograph. Signs for that one kid and then leaves. Um, and then so so Jeremy, I'm gonna quote my friend's dad uh, again and I'm gonna say you know like I uh, I saw Ji Wan Bay do that. And I was not impressed. Um, and I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna go over what the context of that is because it, it would be bad for everybody. But um, but what I will say is that like the Endy kid said some said a correct statement. He's like, oh man, like he used my pen and he didn't even sign for me. Uh, so it was just like 
I understand. I understand why like he just wanted to sign for that one little kid, but like, man, that was kind of shitty. Like we all got we all got job there, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was um, it was uh, definitely uh, very deliberate. Um, yeah, that that's I guess that's the word for it. Yeah, I it's a it's a tricky situation. Um, I will say on that kid's behalf who who used the marker or who lent them the pen. That's the 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 way I got Ellie De La Cruz. So sure, you would think that that that, that would work. That that would hold true. Uh, it was not. Yeah, it was definitely a letdown. Um, on the other hand, you know, there are not many Korean players in baseball, um, and so it's cool that this little Korean kid has like you know someone to look up to. Like, I think that's, that's cool. Um, that doesn't mean that he can't sign for everyone. And <laughs> also like I'm half Asian. I don't know. Some, you know, I, I never know what people think, what ethnicity that people think I am when they see sure. me. So people used to think I was like Latino or whatever, like, uh-huh. and I'm, and I'm Filipino, which like, you know, there's, there's Spanish and Mexican, like blood in there, whatever. Um, but, um, how does G1 Bay know I'm not Korean? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm half Asian. Maybe could he get it wrong and, and and I could benefit by getting his autograph? Like, I don't know. So you, you should learn some Korean words, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know, but, um, I don't know if we'll ever get him. No, so. I, I don't know. We, we did get, um, uh, um, G man Choi. That's true. That was, uh, that was just, uh, uh, pure luck. I think that we got him, but, uh, he, anyway, he, he signed because of the, the, the Ellie De La Cruz principle in, 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 in effect, he did what what Bay could have done. Like he, while he stopped to sign for these people, he also signed for us. Yes. Bay could have easily done that too, but he didn't. Sure. Um. And you know, it's it it's whatever. Uh. And and I will say, like you said, uh, that kid is gonna remember that moment probably for the rest of his life. Um. Or he'll at least always have that memento. So you know, good 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 for him. I hope so. The kid didn't seem that, that that impressed in the moment, but that's funny. But yeah, it's fine. But because uh, yeah, he, he he was he was uh, he was like my friend's dad, I guess you know. Um, but real quick, I gotta mention it just for the listener. I feel like these things that you've quoted your friend's dads are kind of like things that like people say all all the time. Yeah, they are. They are. I think it. I think it's more the context. But um, yeah. you know, we, we may we may have some some listeners who would uh, who would know what who would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, you for know. sure. And I don't. Yeah, don't want to get you know. Yeah, but uh, but anyway. So so yeah, that happened. Um, and just to kind of add to everything, there was this this couple out here. Um, they they seemed like they were in their mid twenties, uh, guy and a gal, and um, uh, the the girl was going nuts. She was talking to the security guards. She's like, oh, oh, like we're, we're, you know, I'm Colin Selby's cousin. He made it to the major leagues. Like we're all so proud of him. And she was being real loud of it. Um, Colin Selby, I, I think he's a reliever on the Pirates. Is that what yeah. he does for them? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah he's I think got, so. He he looks like Colin Moran actually. So yeah. it, it's it's interesting that you know they're they're they both have big long beards and their names are Colin. But anyway, she was she was making a big deal out of the fact that she was Colin Selby's cousin, or she was saying they were. But I got the impression that they were a couple. Um, so I I don't know. But anyway, um, so finally, Col- you know, Colin Selby comes out. And so after telling everybody and their brother that she's Colin Selby's cousin, <laughs> she goes against the gate and, and both of them start screaming for Colin Selby. Um, and, you know, sure enough, in true Derek Shelton fashion, like they, he has no idea who they are seemingly. And he does not acknowledge them and he just gets on the bus. So what they did was they went over to the side of the bus um, I don't know how they found him because those windows are pretty tinted. 
and um and they start they start yelling uh like they start yelling at him uh eventually they get him off the bus um he comes over to them still doesn't seem like he knows who they are and they talk for like you know two minutes and then he goes back on the bus uh i jeremy i don't think he knew who the hell they were yeah yeah you so that was a that was a funny thing because i kind of missed when they were saying all that stuff yeah and then you told me about it and i was like wow i mean they he completely ignored them like worse you know than like I think I even said to you, I'm like, we were, we've been treated by players who we, we clearly are not related to. Yes. And these people are, are related to him. Um, but, um, but then, yeah, like eventually he came back out and like, yeah, it, it that re, the, the interaction between them was, I, maybe that's when I said it. I'm like, that was like colder. That reaction was, that interaction was colder than we've gotten from some players who, you know, we were just meeting for the first time or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. Joe, Joe Mather was nicer than Colin Selby was to them. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was just, um, it was another head-scratcher moment. I was just, it was kind of weird. And then, like, he got back on the bus, and then they kind of, like, walked away, and they seemed happy about it. But I'm like, that was just a weird interaction. Like, yeah, I don't know. Almost like they're, like, their parents, like, you know, like Colin Selby's mom, like, heard their dad say something shitty and colin knows about it but they don't and so he hates Colin. he hates those people's parents <laughs> or something like it seemed like there was some kind of like unsettled family business that only colin selby knew about and these people didn't or something and he, he yeah right them. right that like the uh, uh what was that western that came out with bill paxton and kevin costner oh uh that i'm not a, i'm not strong on the westerns jack okay yeah uh, i'll have to i'll have to try to think of that it's one. not young um, guns is it no uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I think it was it was from a couple of years ago when they were oh, feu- okay. played feuding families. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyhow, th- they were so annoying about it though that like they didn't stick around after he got back on the bus. But I, I almost would have said to him, um, like, hey, like he didn't he didn't seem like he knew you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I was I was at that <clears throat> point of like you know I was kind of annoyed um, just at, at all of the goings on. But uh, yeah. Anyway, they didn't stick around. But, um, uh, I should say, Jack, real quick, I should just say that Kamsaminda uh, uh, is thank you in Korean. I only have to say that because I know listener Zachary lived in uh, um, Korea for several years, so he would probably uh-huh. give me shit about that. So um, there you go. Thank you, it means. <laughs> uh, right, right on. Um, uh, a little a little language lesson for us um, here an hour and a half into the podcast. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, So so anyway, to kind of wrap up this night... There was, uh, yeah, two two more dumb things that happened. First of all, yeah. we heard this we heard this person before we saw them. Yeah. Um, so we we were looking, you know, towards the, where the players come out of the stadium, and all all of a I, sudden, I called I called over Mendy Lopez. Yes, yes, you did. Because I finally and, got a card of him, and it was a cool card, and I wanted him to sign it. And he didn't sign he didn't sign the first night, which was which was surprising. It was, yeah, because he literally told me always when I asked him for an autograph. So um, I, guess, I guess that's not 100% true, but he did sign for you the second night. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, as he comes over, we hear, this isn't the White Sox. This is the Cubs. This, yeah, th- this is the North side. This is, this is the Cubs. This isn't the White Sox. Uh, and we turn around, and we already knew who it was, but it was, it was Big Shawty. She was here. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, Jeremy, I guess that's a statement of fact, like, we are not we are not at guaranteed rate field we are at Wrigley Field so this this is this is the Cubs I don't know what point she was trying to make there but, no yeah. I don't either like like it's like hey 
I on the south side they don't sign for you, but this is the Cubs, so you better sign for me. Like, sure. I, you know, I can only imagine that that's what she meant, but it it doesn't make sense uh, at all because <laughs> it, it just doesn't add up. So I don't um, I don't know, but <clears throat> yeah, we heard it, and like I was in the midst of getting Mendy Lopez's autograph, so I, I was kind of preoccupied, but I heard the voice and I knew what was happening, and. So then she calls over Mendy Lopez and she's like, <clears throat> she's like, hey, 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 can you sign for me? Can you sign? And she's like, what's your name? Can you sign for me? And she's like, you got to keep your head up like Tupac. And, uh, and the guy, and she just says, yeah, yeah, what's your name? You're like, can you, you, she said, I feel like she said it multiple times. Like, you got to keep your head up like Tupac. You got to keep your head up like Tupac. <laughs> and then she goes like, what's your name? And he's like, Mendy. And she's like, all right, can you sign my bag? Can you sign my bag? And like, she lives up this bag that like, you know, it probably was a fake bag, but like, like fake leather or whatever, but like, like a bootleg bag, but it looked passable. It looked like yeah. it could have been a nice bag, but it was like, it was like a black and white checkered bag or something. Like it wasn't it was even, not, it had no association to baseball, no association to baseball. And it, nor was it like a good pattern to, to have an autograph on. Like at least when she got that Cubs bag, um, sign, which I, I think I maybe mentioned it during that episode, but I'm like, I question where she got that bag. Uh, sure uh, for sure but um it it was it, it was like not conducive to an autograph because like it was a black it was checkered so like it the autograph was not going to show up so she gets mendy lopez to sign it and so she's like yeah will you sign my bag and like he's signing the bag and she's like what's your name again and um and he's like mendy and she's like, all right mendy yeah just sign my bag right here and i don't know jack i don't even remember what we were, we were just saying something like um all right, like we got to get out of here or something, right? Like, was that? Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think the whole thing went down like this. So she said to him, "What's what's your name?" And she, and and he goes, "Mendy." And she's like, "Oh, Mendy, can can you sign my bag? What's your name?" Like she she yeah. she asked him what his name was. He said it. She repeated it, and then he she immediately asked it again. Yeah. Um. And I, then I think she asked him what position he played, and he said, "I'm a coach." Like he was he was being you know he was trying to be nice to her. So then at that point, you said to me, you were like, "Hey, let's get out of here." And then she snaps, "Don't listen to him." But I don't know I don't know who she was talking to. Like was she talking to Mendy Lopez saying, "Hey, don't don't listen to this guy saying he wants to get out of here." Um, it, yeah, it was funny, yeah. but she did that with me and Chris too. when we were over in the Cubs corral, uh, like, like I tried to say something to Chris and she was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what are you saying? And she doesn't like when people say things that don't revolve around her. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was funny, Jeremy, that she told Mendy Lopez not to listen to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think she thought, you know, I think she was like, thought we were talking shit about her or something yeah. and like. I mean, in a way we were, but um, <clears throat> to abandon things that we were trying to do for an hour just because she showed up um, and not all the people were out. But um, but yeah, so we were just like, let's get out of here. And we got we did. We just got right out of there. We knew that Chris was over by the Cubs and we're just like, this is done. Let's get out of here. And like there were still more guys to come, but like it was probably pointless to stay because she was just going to fucking Titanic all of us. Yes. So. So, yeah. So um, we, we left and we went over by the Cubs and um as we were walking over there, Chris texted us. He's like, Hey, I'm over by, uh, across the street with, with Anthony and the guys, uh, we're trying to get PCA. And <clears throat> so we do, we go over, we, we get there, we go across the street. We see like a group of them standing around. It's like Chris and like Anthony, um, you know, Jonathan VR bike guy and some other, you know, local, like some other regulars. And the guy's like, 
yeah, he's like, he's like, Anthony, he's like, yeah, Chris, uh, PCA comes over here. Like, you know, we're going to, we're going to catch him. We're going to get him over here on this side. And, um, we were like, uh, okay, sure. Like, I kind of feel like I was kind of just like fine with, I was kind of like, <clears throat> you know, this is all just like gravy at this point. I feel sure. like we were just kind of like, um, got what we wanted for the most part. And, um, Anthony has this idea, this harebrained idea to like go over by Clark street over like on the, so, so the guys who stay at the hotel, they usually turn, uh, North or turn South coming out of the building. They come out a different door and then they go through the plaza, the Gallagher way. And then they go to the hotel. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they decided to like stand, um, uh, on Clark, right by Clark street, right by like the potted plant things, whatever. And like, wait for PCA to come by. And I don't know, we stood there for, um, I don't know, maybe like 25 minutes or something and no sign of anybody. Uh, the only thing that, the only action that happened was some, some girl walked by in like a tight leather skirt and Anthony said like, Hey, what's your only fans? I'll subscribe. Oh um, God. Yes. That's the only thing that happened. And I think he said that, I think she walked by twice and he said it to her twice. Um, but, um, but yeah, like we never saw PCA. We never saw anybody. And it was a complete, like. It was a complete, like, bust, basically. Yes, uh, it was. As you mentioned, Jeremy, um, it, was a, it was a harebrained scheme from, yeah. from, start, from start to finish. Uh, first of all, because we would learn, I think, the next night that PCA actually goes to the parking lot. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was bad. Um, uh, it, was just, it, w- it was never a good idea. Like you said, though, I think we were both in the mood where we kind of just wanted to see where this situation took us. But um, not a smart plan, and we ended up staying really late too. Uh, so, yeah, the, the whole thing didn't really work out. But um, you know, I think because it was the last night of the season, I think it was the last night that Chris was going to be able to graph too. Like, you know, I think we all kind of wanted to just hang out. So, yeah, in that respect, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was, um, <clears throat> it was, it was goofy. I also didn't have. I somehow forgot to bring my my PCA um, card, so I didn't even have one. Um, luckily I had gotten him in South Bend, but like I asked like Anthony and some other guys if they had extras and like, Anthony's like, no man, I just have this one. Like I swear. And like he showed me and I'm like, okay, I get it. But yeah. So anyway, it's like, it was, it ended up not being a factor, but, um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was game two. Um, game three, we, we returned back and this time we were going to do the Cubs. And, uh, my, my goal has been to get Jose Quas because I have the, the custom now. Um, and so I, I'm really trying to get him. Um, I had a shot to get him before the, the season, um, before I got the custom card. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it just, just hasn't worked out. So that was my main reason for wanting to go by the Cubs. I almost did the Cubs game too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's still more to be done. So we get out there and there's, um, this big oaf guy, this like, we, um, did we talk about him last episode? I think we did, right? Um, yeah, uh, we did. We briefly mentioned him cause he was hovering, he was hovering over us and we've seen him there, uh, every night since the first time I saw him. I'm not sure if I said this, but he looks like Kane without his mask. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. If we want to make a reference to the Undertaker's brother, he looks yeah. like the wrestler Glenn Jacobs. Um, so folks, if you want to know what he looks like, just Google that. But, um, yeah, yeah uh, some, he was, he was there for sure. Right there. What's that's that? Some good, that's some good symmetry. Yep. Um, with Undertaker and Kane. Um, it is. But so he was there. He was to my left. And then there was a guy to his left. And I've seen this guy before, but he's never really stood out to me. 
And he, I got to say, this guy is a fucking chatty Kathy and he's yep. like a fucking aggressive nerd. Like, it's just like, he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I got to get him. Like, oh yeah, he's, he's great. I'm trying. Oh, he, the first thing he said was like, I'm trying to get Dansby and Bellinger. And we, me and Jack looked at each other like, good luck. You know, like what an amateur, like our comment, but he, he kind of knew his stuff, but like, he was just such a nerd about it. And, um, I can't remember any of the other things that he said, Jack, but, um, like at the beginning, just to reinforce my, my point, but like, he was just super annoying and, and very loud and vocal. Um, one example, this is a, just a good example, like a mark against his, his record. We, um, we like, uh, we, we've now no noticed that, that Marcus Stroman's the first one out and he's out like, it seems like 10 minutes after the, the, you know, the final out of the game, like he's out super early. And, um, and most people know that at this point now who go to the Cubs, like have gone there more than once. They know that Marcus, even big shorty knows that Marcus Stroman's the first one out. Yep. So Marcus Stroman comes out and he's like, he's wearing like a, a, you know, a skull cap or something and a, and a hoodie or whatever. And he walks across the field and there's still people coming, kind of coming out. So it's not a clear shot. But it's clearly Marcus Stroman, and I don't think anyone even called for him because we know that he wasn't going to sign. Yeah. But, but this this big guy, the guy who looks like Kane. We, I, I, I texted uh, Chris about him, and I accidentally I meant to call him an oaf, but it like I, I wrote or it auto corrected to oak, yeah. and so we, that's what we call him now, the oak. Um, he's just like a big oak tree, like a big yeah. lumbering oak, like towering oak tree, like over you. Um, and so basically, the so the oak and this this like aggro nerd were like talking to each other and and i think the oak actually said he's like um yeah that was uh, willie harris and uh and then the, the aggro nerd goes like oh yeah 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 that's right it was willie harris he's like i you know i i thought it might have been Strowman, but but no no you're right that's willie harris and i just lean over and i go like and they hadn't neither of them had really talked to me at this point and i just lean over and i'm like that was Strowman. And the guy goes like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it was Strowman. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, okay, it was Strowman. And I'm just like, you idiot. Like, you know, talk, like the guy deserved to be knocked down because he was talking like he just knew everything. He was, he was. I think I, I said, Jeremy, that this guy would give you a stick of gum, show you how to chew it, you know. <laughs> um, but that was what he was like. He, he was he was mansplaining um, every aspect of getting autographs to everybody. Yeah. Yes. And it's like it's like, okay, dude, like, you know, whatever um yeah it was it was it was terrible uh and then you know he was also kind of instructing other people like what they should do as so, well so there was this guy um and his uh girlfriend or whatever they were there and actually i remember this guy when he started describing the other times he'd gotten autographs i remember this guy he was the guy who i was with um when i got like lars newtbar and um ryan helsley uh-huh. over by the, the by the cardinals um, which he got them on a Cubs hat, which is like an asinine thing to do. Um, but he was over there and he was describing that. And um, he's like, yeah, man, I really want Morel. And then like, sure enough, Morel comes out and he goes through the plaza, just like the Gall- Gallagher Way Plaza. And then the, the aggro nerd is like, well, there he is. There's Morel right there. It's like, if you want him, go get him. Go just go across the street and get him. Like, cause he's going that way. He's, you know, just, so if you want him, you got to go get him, go, go, go get him now. And he's like, and the guy's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's over there. You know, I don't want to bother him. He's like, He's like, go, just go, go get Morel, go. And like, he like basically like, like intimidated the guy to like, and like shamed him to go across the street and get Morel. And then he, sure enough, he goes across the street, he gets Morel and he comes back and he's like, see, I told you, just go get Morel. He'll sign for you. He's great. You know, just, but you gotta go, you gotta go. Um, 
And it was just like, Jesus, man, fucking settle down. Like, you know, yep. the guy doesn't feel comfortable doing it. So like, that's why he didn't do it. It's not, he clearly wants them, but it's like, you know, you can encourage the guy, but it's like, take a step back, dude. Um, so this is a little out of order, but before that little incident happened, there was a woman who showed up behind us and she was trying to get autographs. And I think she said to us at some point, she's like, I think maybe someone came by and I don't know if she got them or not, but we were in front and she kind of leaned into us and she's like, Hey, she's like, I came all the way here from Alaska. So can, can I get in there? Like when there's an autograph and we're like, yeah, sure. I, I mean, yeah, sure. And like, I'm not sure what she was asking if she could have our spot. Cause she came from Alaska or what, but she, she said that and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And like, I didn't turn around and like, didn't really acknowledge her, but she started talking to the aggro nerd too. And, um, she was just like, she was like, not that old. She was maybe like in her like late forties or something, I would say. Yeah. But she f- feel like she talked like a grandma. Um, just like, Oh geez. You know, like, like stuff like that. And, um, and this, so she started talking to the aggro nerd at some point and then the whole morale thing happened. And then seriously, like, <clears throat> I don't know, like five minutes went by. And then she said to the guy, she's like, oh, she's like, oh, I think I'm going to go over and get Morel. And then he's like, what? Like, it's too late now. Like, what do you mean? He's gone. Like, what? it's too late. Like, you, if you wanted to get him, you should have you should have went right when he was there. Like, sure. it's too late now. And he's right. But like and and I, but but he's an asshole, too. But it was like, what was this lady thinking? Like, did she think Morel was just going to sit on the bench and wait for people to ask him for like to to make to like you know do an autograph signing did you, did she think he had a table set up that he was gonna just sit on the corner and sign autographs like for an hour like it was crazy like thinking in her head I don't know what the yeah hell was yeah going Jeremy on. it's like when people come up to the corral and they say is this where we go for autographs <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah like as if the players just um come by and and beg you uh beg you to ask them for one um. Uh, also, yeah, so this this guy wouldn't shut up about just everything, like different cards you can get signed and ways you got to call for guys and whatever, just having having a ball explaining graphing to this woman from Alaska. And at some point, you know, she laughs and she's like, I feel like I'm getting a master class. And, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, don't don't praise this guy. Like, don't don't build him up. Um, you know, I, I think I, I just made a sourpuss face when I heard that one. Ugh, um, yeah. Ian, Ian Happ came out. And uh, uh, he, this, this aggro nerd did this for a couple of other players, too. And he said this, but he, he was like, hey, hey, come on, Ian. Come on, just, just sign one for the kids. Just, just sign one. And then, you know, of course, Ian Happ just doesn't sign for anybody. And then he, he goes to the Alaska woman. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, as long as they just sign for kids, that's a win. That's a win yeah. right there. You know, even if I don't get them, if they sign for the kids, that's a win. I, uh, I actually think he yelled that in in like in the same sentence as come on sign for the kids Ian. Like, I think he was like trying to like say that out loud to him even like, yeah, it was yeah. just annoying. It's like, Oh, you know, great man. Like, yeah, you would gladly pass up his autograph for a kid. Like, it's like, even if, even if you really felt that way, it's like, so what you want a fucking cookie or something? Like, it's like, yeah. that was the true test all along. Now you get the autograph and the kids don't because you were so altruistic. Like, it's like, who, who cares, man? Who cares? Like, you know, if, if, if Ian Happ came over to me and there was, it was me and one little kid and he's like, okay, only one of you can get my autograph. I'd say like, well, give it to the kid then, man. Like, sure. Who, who, 
who would be like what kind of crazy asshole like i mean there are assholes who would do it but they're clearly assholes it's like yeah yeah if anyone like pushes a kid over for an autograph then you're an asshole you know it's yeah. like you don't need to fucking say it like you're the one person who is like oh i i, I just want the kids to get it like shut up dude yeah, he, uh, the, the dude was a total milk toast and a total liar, too, because I don't think he actually felt that way. But um, Right, yeah, that for sure. I didn't believe that for a second. No, no. Um, uh, so, yeah, there was um, uh, uh, there were a couple other pieces of business here, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, so like I said, I, I had the Quas card, and I was trying to get his autograph and everything, and I don't remember exactly in, in what order this happened, but um, – I did say to him, he's maybe he asked me like who I'm trying to get. I think that's what he did. He asked me who I'm trying to get. I I go like, you know, I'm actually trying to just get Jose Quas. I'm like, I I made a custom card for him and uh, I want to get him. Uh, I I made a custom card of him and I want to get it signed. And then he just goes like, you got an extra one for him. And I'm like, why? Like, fuck you. Like what? Like, like as if like that's my toll is like that I have to give one to him also. <laughs> and, and also by the way, yes I do, but fuck off. Like yeah. who are you? The fucking like uh, the rule maker of fucking custom cards. Like fuck off asshole. It's like, yeah, no, I did think about that. You, you dumb fuck. Like, so fuck you for like saying like, Oh, did, did you, do you have an extra one for him? It's like fucking let me worry about that. You idiot. And yes, I did. And I don't need your stupid ass to like school me on like the etiquette there. You fucking idiot. So yeah. Sure. Yeah, like I said, man, a real know-it-all. Um, yeah, I think it maybe was when Quas came out. Uh, he started speaking to Quas in Spanish. Yeah. Um, that's then, when I knew. That's when I knew I've seen this guy before because I've seen him do that before. Sure. And then Seiya Suzuki came out and he started speaking to Seiya in Japanese. Um, and you know, Jeremy, I, uh, I I always thought it would be cool to like uh, just be able to know like a bunch of different languages, like I was James Bond, but. Um, when I, you know, when I see, even if, even if the only thing this guy knows how to say is, can you please sign just, just seeing that like play out, um, in real time, it's just, uh, uh, it, it's actually not cool at all. And it's just, <laughs> it's just pretentious. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I think I've decided that I don't want to be someone who thinks that they can impress people by, by being able to speak another language. Like I'll, I'll gladly like stumble my way through a, uh, you know, uh, trying to ask somebody in Spanish, where's the bathroom? Um, then, then be, then be this guy. Yeah. And also it's just like, if that is the only, like, if, if the reason why you learn these, this language, or even if like, this is one of the things you can say, it's like, there's probably better reason. There's probably better, you know, resources that you can use that language knowledge for than just asking for someone's fucking autograph, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like learn something of something like whatever. Can I, you know, can I help you or do you need help with something like that? It's like, um, you know, just learning how to ask for an autograph is not really that great. Um, so, so yeah. Um, I don't remember who, who, uh, came out, um, when this happened. I think happened. it was Jan Gomes. Was it Jan Gomes? Oh, yeah, that, that's right. It was. Yep. So, so Alaska, I mean, do you want to just say this one, Jack? Yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? Because she was right next to me. Yeah. Um, at this point, I think I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what the arrangement was, but she had a big Cubs flag, and she spreads, she spreads the flag out, oh. and she goes, Jan, Jan, from from one catcher to another, please, from one catcher to another. Um, and I guess like she must have played catcher when she was playing softball or something. But anyway, when she spreads this flag out, and then I feel a bunch of shit hit me in the legs. And I look down, and it's all of her cards. 
Like she yeah. she spread and, this flag out and she dropped. She had like thirty cards with her. And all in top dropped. loaders. All in top loaders too. Yes. So it's like all these like you know plastic little clanks on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's just like like thirty cards just drop on on the ground and they go they go everywhere. Like yeah. like they're uh, like they're you know big plastic pieces of confetti. They're and all over just, like our feet, like under our feet. Like we couldn't even move because we would have just stepped all over the cards. You know. Yeah, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And like I don't know. Um, how she was holding these cards or what she thought was going to happen when she ceased to hold them. Um, but yeah, they got everywhere and she's like, oh, I'm just a hot mess. And even the security guards who were there were like not happy about it. They were like, yeah, you got to pick up your cards. Yeah, because um, they, they spilled not only like under our feet, but like under the barricade and like on the side where the players would come. Yeah. And and the the guy, the, the fucking aggro nerd even said like, yeah, you know, hey, you got to pick those up because there's no, players aren't going to come over here if those are on the ground. Yep. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, all right, dude, we, you know, we, we don't need you fucking chiming in here from the peanut <laughs> gallery. But like, it was true. But it's like, you know, fuck you too. But, um, but yeah. So like, he, yeah, he even said something, and then like even earlier on, he was saying like, yeah, you got to get yourself a book, you know, like like, and he pointed to my book. He's like, yeah, you know, even something like that guy, like you know, you got to get yourself a book, like. And the woman's like, oh, yeah, I, I have to. And, you know, and like when she was yelling, she dropped all her cards and she's like, please, please sign. I came all the way from Alaska, oh, even though I dropped all my cards. Like and yep. just like and then she said, like, oh, I'm just a hot mess. Like, it's like, oh, my God, this is just fucking amateur hour over here. Um, yes, it is. And of and, course, Jan Gomes yeah. didn't even sign for. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know the one time Jan Gomes didn't sign for somebody, but yeah, um, it was just a mess. And then I think it was that was pretty much over. It was. It was. It was I will say I, I got Miles Master Boney this night, so that was a that was yeah. a win. That was a, something that I had been trying to accomplish, and I did it. Yeah, I got him on my two cards too, which was cool. That it was nice to free up two spaces in my book after that. Um, yeah, grand total. Um, so yeah, I got a couple of master bonies. I got Jared young. I got another Mitch Keller, um, Mendy Lopez. We both got Leo over Pagero. Uh, I got Josh Palacios, Quinn Priester signed. I think that first night, yep. um, Alfonso Riva signed a couple Cubs cards for me. I also got Alika Williams. Yeah. Uh, I, got, actually, I got, I got Rivas too. Yeah. Um, I actually got Mitch Keller two nights. I forgot about that because I had nice. two cards for him. Um, and then Derek Shelton on the custom and Greg Brown on the custom too. So that was a that was a pretty good haul. Um, the Rocky series would prove even better, but um, we'll yeah. talk about that next episode. For, for multiple reasons. Yeah, it's going to be our last uh, series of the season. We got a real good episode coming coming up for you. Uh, Dennis, uh, let's, folks, let's just say we had unlimited access to Dennis in this, this last one. So it's yeah. a good way to end, end the season. Yeah, we saw, got an inside look on Dennis the Gray Grapher. Yes. Um, but until next time, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you. Later. Later.